Welcome to the LHA Church Podcast. Thanks for joining us, and we hope you enjoy the message today. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit lhachurch.com. Let's go together today to the Word of the Lord. And This morning is going to be a little different. I normally would give you a text, a scripture we'll go to right at the beginning, and we're not going to do that this morning. We're just going to walk through some passages together today in the Word. I wonder today if you have ever been promised a great surprise in your life. One of those surprises, you know, have you ever got a gift and when you unwrapped it, you were like, oh, what am I going to do with this? You know, it's kind of like at Christmas. Everybody's getting out of the gifts and, and you unwrap yours. And the person next to you just got the greatest thing in the world. And you unwrap yours and you're like, oh. Oh, is the only word you can come up with. <laughs> it's not something that you really are just uh, really wild by. But if ever someone's promised you a gift that you just couldn't wait to get your hands on the gift because you knew that gift was going to change your life and you knew that gift was going to bring something to your life that you've not had. That's the kind of incredible promises that Jesus has made for the life of every believer. Now, while Jesus was still on the earth and he was preparing the disciples for his time when he is going to ascend back to the Father, he told them about a promise that the Heavenly Father had planned for all believers that would leave us never the same. In John chapter 16, Jesus told the disciples that he would be leaving soon. And, you know, you kind of have to picture this from the minds of the disciples. They have been following Jesus for three years now throughout his earthly ministry. They've been right there with him. They've, they've been here when the blind eyes were opened. They've been there when the dead were raised. They've been there when... Uh, he multiplied the fish and the loaves. They were there to see firsthand the incredible miracles and the incredible change. If there was anything that Jesus did, he did not leave things the same. And so he is preparing to leave. And it, it, you know, imagine for a moment you've been following this man, Jesus, and now he says, Hey, I want to tell you something. I'm getting ready to leave. I think you'd be like, what? You brought us this far? Where? What, what are you doing? More important than that, what are we going to do? Now that you're leaving. Listen to the words in John 16, verses 6 through 7. Brother Mark, I've got a little ring down here. Thank you, brothers. Jesus said these words in response to their thinking. He said, you grieve because of what I've told you. But in fact, it is best for you that I go away. Because if I don't, the advocate. Now that word advocate, depending on what translation you have, might say comforter, might say advocate. He's talking about the Holy Spirit. He said, if I don't, the advocate, the Holy Spirit won't come. But if I do go away, then I will send him to you. 
The advocate Jesus was speaking about was the promise of the blessed Holy Spirit. The role of the Spirit in the life of every believer cannot be underestimated. The world around us today is full of temptation, it's full of trials, it's full of tribulations. The Holy Spirit was promised to our lives because there is a spirit that is at work today that is not the Holy Spirit. And that spirit is in direct opposition to the followers of Christ. But my friend, when the Holy Spirit comes to reside in the life of a believer, he changes everything. The Holy Spirit He empowers, he enables us to be witnesses. He enables us to live as disciples of Jesus Christ. Not just people that found some religion, not people who say, I just believe in Jesus, but people that are disciples, they are followers. They've said, I commit my life to Jesus Christ. He enables them to be more than just run-of-the-mill The Holy Spirit enables us to be a light shining in the darkness like a city set on a hill. Holy Spirit empowerment enables you and I to live more like Jesus than just through the words we say. Holy Spirit empowerment brings a spiritual... This is such an important word. He brings a spiritual authenticity to our lives. You ever had something that was fake? You know, they say smells just like. And for five minutes it does and then it's gone. Or it smells just like and you smell it and you're like, man, that is nothing like the real thing. When the Holy Spirit comes, he comes to bring authenticity. Jesus, those are some good words right there. Not people who just have a fake religion. Not people who just go through the motions. But people who have a legitimate, authentic authentic relationship with Jesus Christ that has brought change. The Holy Spirit will help us to be more than we could ever be on our own. The Heavenly Father knew the opposition that you and I would face on this earth and he didn't want to leave us defenseless and helpless and standing against the power of the enemy. How many of y'all know there is an enemy that wants to destroy us? He's hot on your heels and he's working to destroy. But the Holy Spirit was promised to every believer. Somebody say every believer. To every believer And that promise, the incredible gift of the Holy Spirit is ours and he will be our helper, he will be our comforter, he will be, I like the word, our advocate. Somebody that speaks up on my behalf. Somebody that goes to bat for me. Somebody that get between me and the enemy. He's my advocate. When I don't have words to say, he's got words to say. (laughs) In fact, the Bible says when you know not what you ought to pray, the Holy Spirit will pray with you and through you. Why? Because he is our advocate. 
So today you might be asking a question, so who is? Maybe today you've not even so much as heard of this Holy Spirit. Who is the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit, my friend, is the third person of the Trinity. The Holy Spirit, what does that mean? The Holy Spirit is a part of the Godhead, the Holy Trinity. The Trinity is this, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Just as Jesus was a distinct person and yet fully God, so the Holy Spirit is distinct and yet fully God. The Bible teaches us about the Trinity as the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit. Matthew 28, 19 refers to it. Many other places throughout the Bible we find this picture of the Trinity. And it clearly teaches us that the three, though distinct, are yet one. I would tell you this. The Holy Spirit is not an impersonal force. He is not a personal force that we should refer to the Holy Spirit with the word it. The Holy Spirit is a person. He has the ability to act. He has the will. And the Bible tells us the Holy Spirit can even be grieved. Throughout John chapter 16, Jesus 12 times referred to the Holy Spirit with the pronoun he. Throughout the book of John, Jesus referred to the Spirit and his work in believers. And it's these truths that Jesus said that the Holy Spirit offers to all believers. The Holy Spirit gives us power. Gives power to our salvation experience, which enables you and I to overcome temptation. Anybody ever face temptation? How many? I better ask again about only five, six of them. How many of y'all ever face temptation? Amen. Yeah, we do, don't we? The Holy Spirit gives power to our salvation experience that helps us overcome temptation and sin. How many of y'all know what sin is? How many of y'all have ever done it? I'm waiting. Still waiting. You don't have to tell me because the Bible says we have all sinned. We've all sinned. The Holy Spirit brings power to our salvation experience that helps us in those areas. The Holy Spirit is the power of God at work in the life of believers. In John 14, he is called the counselor. In John 16, he is the guide. Again, in John 16, he is the spirit of truth. Boy, don't we need truth today. If there's ever been a day where false is running all over the place, we need the spirit of truth. John 14, he is the comforter. Anybody need comfort? John 6, he's the life giver. Boy, I'm thankful for that today. John 14, he is described as the teacher. And in Acts 13 and 2, he speaks to the church. Now, this morning when worship started, uh, Sarah was up here and we were worshiping and the Holy Spirit through the mouthpiece of Sarah uh, gave a word of prophecy. And a word of prophecy is a word to exhort, to encourage, to edify, to build up, to strengthen. The Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is still speaking today. Whoa. 
He's still speaking today. The, the, the promise sometimes we're just not listening. He's still speaking today. Listen, my friend, the Holy Spirit still has things he wants to say to the church. He spoke to the early church, and he's still speaking in the church today. The Bible describes him in this way to us. He teaches. He convicts. He intercedes on our behalf. He guides into all truth. He reveals the Word of God to us. Have you ever been reading your Bible? i got a funny feeling we're not going to get all through the notes today. Have you ever been reading your Bible and you open it up and you read a passage you've read a million times, you know it by heart, and all of a sudden it's just like you get brand new revelation. It's like, how did I never see that? It's because the Holy Spirit reveals the Word of God to us. Man, when that happens, just say, thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you that you're right here with me, Holy Spirit. He reveals the word of God to us. The Bible says he can be tested as was happening in the book of Acts with Ananias and Sapphira. He can be lied to. He can be grieved. He can be resisted. All of us probably at some time have resisted the Holy Spirit. When it came to salvation over the years, one brother in particular, he's been a part of the church for many years, but I remember the day he got saved because the three weeks leading up to that, every time I'd give an altar call, he was gripping. It's when we had pews in the old building, and he would grip the back of the pew, and he had white knuckle syndrome, boy. He was gripping that pew, and he was, he was not what. And one day, he, and he finally gave in to the Lord. But the Holy Spirit was dealing with him to be saved, and he was resisting. We all understand the Holy Spirit sometimes says, well, I want you to stop doing this or I want you to do this. And, I mean, you know, we resist. Didn't come to metal. But I want to tell you today, we can resist the Holy Spirit. And listen, if you resist him long enough, he'll come to the place, he'll stop bugging you. We don't want that to happen. In fact, let's just pray right now, Holy Spirit... I don't want to resist you anymore. Holy Spirit, right now we just come to you. We don't want to resist you anymore. Holy Spirit, when you speak to us, we want to respond and we want to do it quickly. Give us hearts of boldness to respond to the Holy Spirit quickly. Give us hearts to respond quickly to your voice, Holy Spirit. We just invite you, Holy Spirit, into our lives to do your work. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, Amen. Through the work of the Spirit, the church was birthed, and as a result, empowerment came to bring change. Through the power of the Spirit, the captives are set free. Miracles, signs, and wonders can come through, through the life of believers. Many people say, well, I thought that was only the, only the preacher could do that. He's come to fill every believer. Listen, don't wear me out. When people come down the front, if I don't come pray for you, don't be offended. You don't need me. You need him. Anybody can pray. Any believer can pray for you. Any. Any believer. They can pray for you. Imagine what might happen in the world and in the church if as believers we all just took up our mantle and started praying for other people. Whew. 
If there's been a day that we need the Holy Spirit alive and working in a tangible way, it is today. Let me describe it for you this way. It is never sufficient for us to simply describe the Holy Spirit. We must personally experience the life and the change that the Holy Spirit brings. This morning, I know that we are behind schedule, and so if you can listen quick, I will talk quick. Two aspects this morning of the Holy Spirit's work that I want to highlight this morning. Number one, the first time probably we really experience the Holy Spirit is in this aspect. It is this, the Holy Spirit brings conviction. The Holy Spirit brings conviction. It's one of the aspects of his work, and it is its purpose is to draw you and I away from sin and away from unrighteousness and to propel us toward a relationship with Jesus. It's, it's not just about drawing us away from things. He's drawing us away so he can propel us to something. You see, you don't know where I used to be but I got an idea where he's taking me. <laughs> you don't know who I used to be and how I used to be, but he knows where he's taking me. He's molding and shaping and working in my life. John 16, verse 8 gives us these words. And when he comes, talking about the Holy Spirit, he will convict the world of its sin and of God's righteousness and of the coming judgment. The Holy Spirit works in me and it's there to help me, Jerry, to become more like Jesus. By convicting me, he's drawing me away from behaviors and lifestyles and thinking patterns that are not like Jesus. The Holy Spirit protects me from myself. You say, you need protection from yourself? Listen, I am my own worst enemy. I remember everything I've done. I can rehearse it in living color. I remember it all. The Holy Spirit protects me from myself and from wrong thinking the enemy tries to trick me with. Listen to the words of Romans 8 and verse 1. So now... Now that you've come to Christ, so now there is no condemnation. Somebody say no condemnation. There is no, no condemnation. I don't know if y'all are enjoying the word, but I'm having a ball today with the word. There is no condemnation for those who belong to Jesus. Aren't you glad of that? And because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has Freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. Those are powerful words. No condemnation. Many people live their lives under the burden of condemnation, shame, regrets from past decisions. Those thoughts then lead us to feelings of not worthy enough, never good enough, made too many mistakes. I've blown it too many times. God can't forgive me. God doesn't care about me. God loves the person down the end of the pew, but God just tolerates me. 
Listen, the Holy Spirit protects us from those harmful ways of thinking. The Holy Spirit, some of y'all need to receive this word. The Holy Spirit helps us not get tripped up over the things God has already forgiven us of. It's one thing to be forgiven of our sins. It's another thing to live like you are forgiven and free. The Word says the Holy Spirit comes and He frees us from that kind of thinking. Many have often confused condemnation and conviction. Condemnation does nothing more than tear you down. Condemnation degrades you. Condemnation works to make you less. Conviction, on the other hand, works to bring about repentance and a turning from our actions so that healing, and I like this word, restoration, can come to our lives. Listen, here's a, a short way to put it. Conviction leads to life. Condemnation leads to death. 2 Corinthians 7 and 10 talks about this when it says, For the kind of sorrow that God wants us to experience leads us away from sin and results in salvation. Isn't that a great passage? If you ever wonder what the purpose of conviction is, and if you've experienced that sense of conviction in your life, how many of you know that's not an easy state to be in? It's a place, uh, it's actually, actually, it's pretty miserable, actually. Conviction says a change got to take place. Uh, conviction is a stirring up of things. Conviction is unrest. Conviction is uh, I, I can't stop until I get a solution. The Holy Spirit works to bring repentance, and through that repentance brings us to a place of the forgiveness of sin. It's through the conviction of the Holy Spirit, my friends, that we are saved the work and conviction of the Holy Spirit is godly sorrow bringing us sometimes we think God only wants to make us comfortable that's not true sometimes we think God only wants to make me happy and make me uh, everything's just wonderful and great and I'm feeling good, and everybody else is feeling good. That's not true. The Bible says the kind of sorrow, listen to this, the kind of sorrow God wants you to experience. Well, I thought God was out for my good. We talking about godly sorrow. I thought God was out for us people. Now you're telling me God wants me to experience, not just not, God wants me to experience godly sorrow? It's called conviction. The reason God wants you and I to experience godly sorrow, notice, notice he does not just say sorrow, but he says godly sorrow. What that means is there's a purpose to it. A lot of sorrow you and I experience in this life is just by happening. We happen to be at that place at the wrong time. We, we happen to be here. And sorrow, someone just happens to pass away. Somebody happens to do this. And we're left with sorrow. 
That's not the kind he's talking about. This is a godly sorrow. And if you have experienced salvation, you remember back to the day when you were saved and Jesus came in and he brought a godly sorrow. And that godly sorrow said, Lord, I'm sorry for my sin. I'm sorry for what I've been doing. Listen, one of the things we're really countering in this present age is men and women are not having godly sorrow. We're in the church, we're calling ourselves believers, and we're doing sin, but we're not having godly sorrow. Listen, friend, that's a dangerous place for any of us to be, pulpit included. We need that godly sorrow because that godly sorrow, what it does, it turns us away from sin and causes us to turn to God. You see, it turns me away from sin because this side is death. This side is uh, sickness. This, guy, this side is uh, disillusionment, disappointments. It's uh, tearing down of who I am and who I was created to be. This side, godly sorrow, brings me to life. Jesus said, I've come to me of life and life to the full. It's abundant. It's free. No regrets. No regrets. Freedom. Freedom. It is conviction, my friends, that convinces us that there must be a course change in our lives toward the things of eternity. Conviction is the inward, and I want you to understand that part, it is the inward work of the Holy Spirit. He is working to draw you and I to God and to propel us away from unrighteousness to live a life like Jesus. Now, not only does he bring conviction, but when he brings conviction, the also the work of the Holy Spirit is to give us convictions. He brings conviction to bring us to a point where we turn to Jesus and we come to that place where we say, uh, I am in need of a Savior. I'm a sinner and I'm in need of a Savior. Jesus, would you come into my life, be my Lord and Savior? Would you forgive me of my sins and cleanse me from all unrighteousness? Conviction brings me to that point. Once you and I have decided to follow Jesus, I'm so glad the Holy Spirit's job is just not to get you and I saved. The Holy Spirit's job is to keep us saved. That was good. <laughs> he doesn't want to just save you. And then he kind of like wanders off in the wild blue yonder. The Holy Spirit brings you to a place of salvation. And then he helps keep you in that place. And what that place is called, he gives us convictions. Convictions are those core values of our life that come through the work of the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. Listen, the Holy Spirit will never drive you a different distance than the Word of God is going. If it does, you heard something else. It wasn't the Holy Spirit. You probably heard you. The Holy Spirit will never contradict the Word of God. 
The Holy Spirit and the Word is just like a marriage. They are joined together. They are one. The Word and the Spirit. Convictions are those core values that define how we live out this life in Jesus Christ. Convictions are those core values. They, another word we might use to describe, they are non-negotiables. We saw earlier how the Holy Spirit is a teacher and a guide. He's a counselor. He's one who reminds us of the things that Jesus taught. He is the spirit of truth. And when you and I become followers of Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit comes to live inside of you. Somebody say, inside of me. The Holy Spirit comes to live inside of us, 2 Timothy 1 and 14. It says, through the power of the Holy Spirit who lives within us. Carefully guard the precious truth that has been entrusted to you. That would be convictions. Carefully guarding the precious truth that has been entrusted to you would be convictions. Romans 8 and 9. But you are not controlled by your sinful nature. You are controlled by the Spirit if you have the Spirit of God living in you. And remember that those who do not have the Spirit of Christ living in them do not belong to Him at all. There was a time in your life and in my life where the Holy Spirit wasn't speaking to us the way He speaks today because we weren't walking in a relationship with the Heavenly Father. The moment, though, that you and I receive Christ as our Savior, the Holy Spirit comes to live, and, and a good word to define Him is in in you. Now today we've had a great time in here and worship has been wonderful and we've praised the Lord and it's been a good day to be in the house of the Lord. But not only does the Holy Spirit want to bring the Lord's presence into this room, more importantly, he wants to fill you. The Holy Spirit wants to be in you. Your life at salvation is infused with the Holy Spirit's presence. 1 Corinthians 6 and 19. Don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? Wow. The power, listen friends, the power to follow Jesus. How many of you know living the Christian life is not easy? Before you came to Jesus, there might have been some trials, but it was pretty easy. When you come to Jesus, there is this war that's constantly going on. This battle that's constantly going on trying to get you to go back to the way you used to live. The power to be able to follow Jesus and to grow in relationship with him comes directly from the Holy Spirit. In fact, the same spirit that drew you to Jesus Christ now is living inside of you so you can overcome whatever threatens to steal your freedom in Jesus. You see, what happened was I was here Holy Spirit's drawing me to Jesus. I come to the place I receive Jesus as my Savior. The Bible says, now he's not just, now he's inside of me. He lives in me. 
Now that the Holy Spirit lives inside of you, he will guide you. He will give you convictions to live by, not to harness you, not to noose you, not to shackle you, but to help you keep walking in the freedom that you've experienced in Jesus. Listen to the words of Ezekiel 36, verses 26 and 27. God says, I will give you a new heart, and I'll put a new spirit in you. I will take out your stony, stubborn heart. Anybody in the room ever been stubborn? I'll take out your hard, stony heart, your stubborn heart. Notice this. I'll give you a tender and responsive heart. I have seen big, strong men don't cry to anything. You know, everything's macho and you're, man, you are just Mr. Universe and they come and find Jesus Christ, and they bawl like a baby. Why does that happen? Because he's made a change on the inside, and he's given us a tender and responsive heart. But notice the passage. He says, I will put my spirit in you so that you will follow my decrees and carefully obey my regulations. What is that? Convictions. He says, I'm going to put my spirit in you so you'll have some convictions to begin to live by. The Holy Spirit works to develop those core values and those convictions by which we live our lives as he lives inside of us. Now, we talked about one of the words that describes the Holy Spirit's work was the word in. Another word that I would use to describe him to you is the word with. Why? Because the Holy Spirit walks with us he walks with us in this life now the word that when you look back at the original language and you uh, look back in the book of Acts and the word for the Holy Spirit the original language it is the word paraclete paraclete what that word paraclete means it's really actually you say that's really a weird word it actually means something really incredible the word paraclete really means the one who comes beside. The one who comes beside. And when he comes beside, he is that, then the advocate. He is the helper. He's the intercessor. He's the counselor. Doug Clay, who is our general superintendent of the Assemblies of God, recently said this, and I quote, I don't think it's a stretch to describe the Holy Spirit as a personal coach. He's with us. He moves with us, all of those things to direct our lives. What is he directing us to? To bring us closer to Jesus and making us more like Christ. The Holy Spirit, my friend, walks with us, walks with us. He walks with us. He walks with us. Ford, you're the point of least resistance. Would you come and, and, and join me for a moment? I didn't ask him to do this. It's better to. We'll ask forgiveness later. How about that? Okay, you're going to represent the Holy Spirit, okay? You're just going to walk with me all through life. And let's stop for a second. I may come to this point of life and I got a situation. And I say, Lord, what, do I, what am I going to do? How am I going to get through this? The Holy Spirit, act like you're talking to my ear, brother. I love you too, man. <laughs> And the Holy Spirit speaks to us. You say, what do I need to do? The Holy Spirit says, you need to do this. Okay, so let's go right on. 
and we're continuing to walk. We're walking. Listen, this is happening when I'm on the job. This is happening when I'm at home. This is happening when I'm with my family. It's just not only in church. It's every day of my life. And so I come up on another situation. I'm like, Lord, what am I going to do? How am I going to face this? And the Holy Spirit begins to speak to me. And he says, this is what you're going to do. This is what you're going to do. And every day that I live, let's go back this way. Don't go home and tell your wife you're the Holy Spirit now, okay? Every, <laughs> every day, every day for that you and I are walking. Listen, here's the cool thing. Holy Spirit staying right with me. Nothing in my life scares him away. Nothing that I encounter. Let's, let's, let's go this way. Nothing that I encounter makes him go, wow, I don't think I can hang out with Jerry anymore. He stays with me all the time. Every day. And you know what? Oh, this is the cool part. There's times I'm going through the day and the Holy Spirit speaks and I haven't even asked for Him to. Yep. Some of y'all, some of y'all have been in stores and the Holy Spirit will say, you need to go talk to that person. And you're like, oh, good Lord, they're going to think I'm a crazy man. And you go over and you just begin to say, hey, I just feel today I need to come over. The Lord told me I need to come and talk with you today. Is there anything going in your life, anything I could pray for? And they just break down and begin to bawl and sob. And they say, I can't believe this has happened. How did God find me here? I'm in the middle of Walmart. And God knew I was here and God sent you. That's how the Holy Spirit works. Thank you, my friend. That's how the Holy Spirit works. He talks to us and he helps us. Listen, let me tell you one other. There's times I come up on some things that aren't good for me. Now, how many of y'all know we think we know what's good for us? Isn't it just like our four-year-old? We say, you need to eat your dinner. And they, no. Go clean up your room. No. Be quiet. No. <laughs> they think they got it all. We just get bigger. And our nose the same way. Holy Spirit says... You don't need to watch that right now. Now, maybe you've watched it every week and there ain't been nothing wrong with it, but something that the Lord knows you don't know. The Holy Spirit says, you know what? You need to turn that off right now. What do we do? Oh, that probably isn't him. Oh, and we keep talking and talking and talking and talking until, yep, there it was. I often wonder if the Holy Spirit didn't go and see, I told you. Holy Spirit is there to help us. There's times that that, that you may come across, um, I, I'll just be as honest with you, there's sometimes you'll come across individuals that it's not the right time for you to be connected with that person. Whether it's something God knows is in them or it's something that God knows in you, but the Holy Spirit says you need to back away from that relationship. Oh... And we argue with the Holy Spirit, and we get ourselves in trouble, don't we? Holy Spirit is there. Listen, if, I've got to tell you this. If you will more readily respond to the Holy Spirit, He will speak more often to you. People, I hear them say all the time, the Holy Spirit never talked to me. Maybe it's because when He did, you weren't listening. If you'll listen and respond, and you'll respond quickly, if the Holy Spirit says, 
you know what? You need to probably turn that right now. And you just, you turn it. I was going to say you get up and turn it, but that's 30 years ago when we turned the TV. <laughs> now you just hit the button. <laughs> or if there's a, a, an individual who says, you don't need to be with that individual right now. There's so many times I've seen affairs happen because somebody saw somebody they hadn't seen in 25 years. And now, now we're best buds on Facebook. And at eight long, Holy Spirit's going, nope, 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 nope. You know, you need to de... It is not ungodly to defriend. There's times you say, you know what? The Holy Spirit says you need to break that cycle. You need to break that relationship now. Okay, Holy Spirit, boom, boom, boom. You Listen, if you'll do that more, he'll lead you more. And he will help you. That's all he's trying to do is help us. He's trying to help me. He's trying to help me. He's trying to help you. When you and I became believers in Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit came to live in us and to be with us to give us everything that we need. Over the next few weeks, uh, all the way up to June the 9th, we're going to be sharing on the Holy Spirit. June the 9th is Pentecost Sunday. And uh, we're going to be sharing. There's going to be some different ones that's going to be shared. Next week, Pastor Jeremy is going to share uh, the word on the Holy Spirit and his work in our daily lives, how he helps us. I believe there's something that God wants to do in our church and I, I want to narrow that down a little bit more. I think there's something God wants to do in us. I know, I, I can tell you this. There's something God wants to do in me. And I believe in relationship to that, there's something God wants to do in you with the Holy Spirit. And so um, today, here's how, um, nope, I was going to go on. We need to stop. Would you just bow your heads for a minute? Friend, if you've come to this church today and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior, and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord, and you say, you know what, this whole thing, preacher, this whole thing today has been new to me, and I'm really not sure about all this. Friend, that's okay. That's okay. Everything today is just about pointing you and I to Jesus. And so if you've come to this church today, and friend, you have not yet given your heart and life to Jesus Christ, and you've not invited him to come and be the Lord of your Savior, I want to give you the opportunity to do that today. Uh, maybe you're here, and maybe you did as a kid, and that's been many years ago in your life, and today you say, Pastor, I'm, I'm away from the Lord. I, my relationship with Jesus is not what it used to be, not what it could be, not what it should be. And you say, today would be a day I'd want to return to Jesus. Um, heads are about, listen, friend, I am, I'm not about embarrassing anyone. So if you wonder that, just set that aside. I'm not going to embarrass you today at all. I just want to point you to Jesus. That's all I care about. I just want to point you to Jesus today. So today, if you're here, and friend, you have never received Jesus, or maybe you're away from Jesus 
when you say, Pastor, today is the day I want to return to, to my relationship with Jesus, or I want to receive Jesus as my Savior, right where you're at, would you just lift a hand and say, please remember me in prayer this morning, Pastor. Friend, I'll not call you out. I'll not embarrass you. Just, just between me and you right now, just would you just lift a hand and say, please remember me in prayer today. You say, I either want to receive Jesus this first time, or I want to come back in relationship with him. Yes. You can put your hand down, my friend, after you've raised it. Others in this room, right now, while the Holy Spirit is bringing conviction, he's drawing you to come to a relationship with Jesus. Anyone else? You lift a hand and you say, that's me. That's me. Please remember me in prayer today. Okay, with your head still bowed, we're going to pray a prayer. We're going to pray it together. If you lifted your hand, I want to encourage you to pray this prayer from your heart. If you didn't raise your hand, but you feel like you should have, pray this prayer from your heart. All across the house, would you pray this prayer with me? Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you today just as I am. And I ask you today that you would be the Lord of my life. Today I invite you to be my Lord and my Savior. Today I choose to turn from sin and turn to God. So I ask you to forgive me of all my sin. I ask you to make me new in Jesus' name. Amen. Friend, if you prayed that prayer, listen, all of heaven was listening. He heard you today. He heard you today, and he responds. Now, I want to ask you this. Today, um, this part of the service, if I could respond, I would. Because this is near and dear to my heart. Um, today, if you just say, I want the Holy Spirit to work uninhibited in my life. And I want the Holy Spirit to just do in my life whatever He desires. If that's you, would you come and stand across this front? Right over wherever you're at, just come and stand like I said, if I could, if I wouldn't leave this, I'd come stand down here. I'm standing here with you. You say, I just want the Holy Spirit to be able to work in my life as He desires. I want the Holy Spirit to have free reign. I want the Holy Spirit to speak to me. I want the Holy Spirit to lead me. I want the Holy Spirit to be my comforter. I want the Holy Spirit to be my guide. I want the Holy Spirit to lead me into all truth. You say, I want to be able to read the Word and the Holy Spirit cause that Scripture to stand out. I want the Holy Spirit to lead me to witness to somebody. I want the Holy Spirit to help me to be the husband I need to be and the wife you need to be. I want the Holy Spirit just to have unrestricted access 
to Jerry Galloway. Whatever your name may be, you put that in there. I want to lead us in a prayer, but I think this part cannot be overlooked. Here's what I want to invite you to do. Right where you're at, in your own words, in your own way, just to say, Holy Spirit, have your way in my life. Listen, it's not about a, 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 a ritualistic prayer. He's just listening for your heart. He wants to hear what's in your life. Just say, Lord, have your way. Whatever you want him to do. Say, Holy Spirit, do this in me. Holy Spirit, lead me. Holy Spirit, guide me. Let's pray that together right now. And you just pray in your own way, just you and him. And I'm going to lead us corporately, okay? Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, today we come in the name of Jesus, our Savior. Father, I want to thank you, first of all, for the gift of the Holy Spirit. I want to thank you today for the promise of the Spirit for all believers. I thank you that the Holy Spirit has come to live in me. And the Holy Spirit's come to live in my brothers and my sisters. Lord, I thank you that you are in us. So, Lord, our prayer today, we want you to have unrestricted access to our life. Lord, that you'll speak to me whenever you want to speak. And Holy Spirit, you'll draw me away from anything that's not pointing me to Jesus. Holy Spirit, protect me from myself and my way of thinking. Holy Spirit, protect me from the motives of my enemy. Protect us, Holy Spirit. Protect us, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, will you be with us as we drive in the car while we're at work at home and while we're in the workplace and at school and with family different ones Holy Spirit just speak to us we pray and Lord I pray today that as, as you speak Holy Spirit give us a responsive heart Friend, if that's you today, just say, Lord, I want to respond immediately to you. <laughs> God, I want to be quick to obey. I want to be quick to respond to the leading of your spirit. I want to be quick to say yes. I'm going to be quick, Holy Spirit, to do whatever it is you're leading me to do. Lord, more than anything else, I just want to be like Jesus. And so, Holy Spirit, however you can help me do that, I invite you today to come and walk with me and be in me and speak to me. However you can help me become more like Jesus, that's my prayer. And I lift it up to you today, Lord. 
So, Lord, I today now stand in expectation of what you're going to do in us, in our church, and in our community. In the name of Jesus. And all of God's people said, Amen. I want to encourage you in something. If, if you're not accustomed to responding to the Holy Spirit, first thing that's probably going to happen is you're going to go, oh, was that me or was that him? Listen, if the Holy Spirit's encouraging you to do something that's going to help somebody, strengthen somebody, do it. Take a step of faith. Because I'll be honest with you, at first you're, I, you're, you're just going to be like, Man, is that me or is that God? Well, if it's God, go ahead and do it. If it's you, you're not going to be hurt probably by going ahead and doing it anyways. <laughs> and the more, the more you quickly respond, then the more he'll speak. And, and this is the incredible thing. Um, today, if, if Paula was to go outside the building and call my cell phone, as soon as I said hello and I heard her voice, you may not, immediately I would know it was her. Immediately. Because I know her voice. I've, I've talked with her enough times over the, all these years. I recognize her voice immediately. Listen, if you will start responding quickly to the Holy Spirit, you will learn to respond and you'll notice, you'll go, that's the Holy Spirit. That's the Holy Spirit speaking to me. That's the Holy Spirit leading me. And you'll recognize what he's leading in you and what he's leading you to. I want to pray a prayer of blessing over you today. Lord God, our Father, the creator of all that exist, the God of untold mysteries, you're our God. And Father, you have given the promise of the Holy Spirit to every one of these people. So I ask you today, bless them today with the Holy Spirit. Bless them with the work of the Holy Spirit. Because Father, it's not enough just to know about Him. We need to experience Him. <laughs> so I pray they'll experience Him. Holy Spirit, talk this week to them. Little, small, doesn't matter. Just Holy Spirit, talk to them, lead them, guide them, direct them. Keep them right in the palm of your hand. God, I pray you'll take good care of them. And I pray your very, very best blessings will rest upon their life without measure. In the name of Jesus, I ask it. To him be all glory and honor forever and ever and ever. Amen and amen. My friends, may you be blessed on this holiday weekend. May his grace and strength always be sufficient for you. God bless you. Have a great day. Listen, listen for the Holy Spirit. He's going to start speaking. God bless you. Have a great day in the Lord.